Good morning. God bless you and thank you for joining us for worship online today. Um, I just, as I was praying, I sensed that the Holy Spirit was saying He desires to bring fresh hope in difficult times. So today I want to talk to you about wind beneath our wings and what that really looks like in the analogy of an eagle. But before we even get to that, I just felt like the Lord was saying uh, that He wanted to bring fresh hope in difficult circumstances and that we would prepare our hearts for what He's desiring to say. Um, it's interesting, but throughout the Bible we read where God is bringing fresh hope in difficult circumstances. You might not realize, but when you're reading the New Testament, in many instances you're reading letters that were actually written and authored while the author's in prison. And so Paul, in all these various circumstances, is needing fresh hope and encouragement in difficult circumstances as he's actually writing the scripture that we're reading to find fresh hope. In other words, what God was providing for him, he was pinning that now, many years later, we would be able to have provided for us. So right now, I just want to encourage you to open your heart, posture yourself to receive what God's desiring to do in your heart today. And think about it, it might take us just a few moments to move from watching somebody talk on the screen that you are seeing to encountering the presence of God and really allowing Him to do something in the midst. So many times we're not aware of all that God is doing when God is doing so much. And it's easy to be distracted. So I want to just take a few moments and really press in and pray through some verses of Scripture for the sole purpose of preparing our hearts. And I think we're all having to reevaluate how we view church and what that really looks like. And I believe what's taking place is God's making an adjustment and He's causing um, us to rethink and reevaluate and, in a sense, re-understand probably what He's had in mind all along. So I want to be very careful and very intentional about being presence central and uh, not being pulpit central, which is a little easier since I'm in, in the home and you're in the home and we're having to, to see it from that standpoint. But let's just pray into a few of these verses that I have and, um, and let's agree that God would prepare our hearts. I've just asked faith to, to play um, in, these, in these early moments together just to stir that atmosphere. It's really the challenge that I have for you today that will cultivate an atmosphere of God's presence and the prophetic in our hearts and in our homes. So 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. So, Lord, what a powerful expression of the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. We just receive today, Lord, that in a day where fear seems to be prevailing and the fragrance of, free, of fear seems everywhere, I thank you, Lord, that we as the sons and daughters of God we provide a response to God rather than a reaction to circumstances as we then spread literally the fragrance of the knowledge of God. The fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. And so we just lean into that right now. The fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. I pray that you would help us right now to understand that you're desiring for us to cooperate with your anointing even in the way we're gathering and focusing in today. So right now, Lord, I just I believe the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. It's a strong word that you're wanting to, to deposit. Some of you have been struggling with fear. Some of you have been struggling with these emotions that cause you to feel a sense of desperation. 
And those feelings aren't, um, aren't uh, an issue that, that God is angry about or, or unhappy with you about. God understands feelings. I've been watching with the girls the story of Jesus and uh, watching him pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. I just realized deep emotion is a normal part of not only being deeply human, but also understanding the very nature of God, calling us into the eternal purposes of God. So I believe in these moments, God is exactly trying to do that. And I just want to speak to fear right now in Jesus' name, that fear would go, that, that that sense and that emotion that would cause us to feel anything other than an attitude of faith and confidence in the Lord, it would go in Jesus' name. If you've been struggling in that arena, wondering how God would provide or, or you know, a fear or concern of health, uh, maybe you're walking through some difficult circumstances, would you just put your hand on your heart? And we just agree right now, Lord, I thank you that you are addressing a spirit of fear in our land. And we as your sons and daughters, Lord, we do not want to give in to a spirit of fear. You didn't give us a spirit of fear. But Lord, within us is power, within us is love, and within us is a sound mind. And so we look to you and we look to your word for the confidence, Lord, that you've called us to possess. We're declaring, for over a year we've been declaring the Psalms 112 prayer. And I wanted to speak this, verses 6 to 8. We will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care for us will make a deep impression on all who see it. We will not fear bad news, nor will we live in dread of what might happen. For we have settled in our minds that Jehovah will take care of us. And that is why we're not afraid, but can calmly face adversity. That's the Living Bible translation. Lord, I just thank you that there's a confidence that comes as we look to you. We see the faithfulness of God every step of the way. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. I thank you for the perfect peace of God. Thank you for the shalom of God in the midst of the storm that actually becomes wind beneath our wings that you're going to reveal even today, Lord, as we speak. And we give you thanks for that. Thank you, Father, that your word says, if my people, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I thank you, Father, for the healing power of God that comes into our land. Maybe we're seeing that verse in a way that we've never seen it before because we've not faced a pandemic like this, but we're believing for a wave of healing, Lord, to sweep across this land, not just to heal uh, physically, but Lord, we are agreeing for healing physically, and in addition to that, healing spiritually. Let salvation spring up from the ground. 1 Kings 8, 58 to 60, may the Lord our God be with us and incline our hearts to him, that all the people of the earth may know the Lord. I pray, Father, that all the people of the earth would know the Lord. All the people of the earth would have access to the confidence we have because of the fear of the Lord that brings a strong confidence into our lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just want to say fresh hope is yours today. Receive it as we look at how God brings wind beneath our wings. So I invited uh, Faith to help just pray into this in the early part of the message. And she'll come back at the end as we're going to pray further into these ideas that God, I believe, desires for us to understand. But I just began sensing God's direction to talk about how God characterizes us as eagles in the Bible. 
I found it really interesting that the very next day after sensing that direction from the Lord, uh, I had a conversation with a total stranger that I have never met before in my life. And that person began to tell me about an eagle's nest that is just about one mile from my home. So the idea that God was speaking to me that this was to be a significant analogy and illustration for us to look at the day before, somebody explained to me, I mean, I've never seen an eagle's nest. I didn't even realize you could find one uh, in Oklahoma. Obviously, we have eagles, but I just have never uh, thought in those terms. I just assume that they're on ledges and cliffs, and, and many times, most of the time, they are. But in this instance, there's a huge tree. And so I took Tracy and the girls, and we went out, and uh, we did a drone uh, I sent my drone up to take a look. And so I want to show you that footage as we think about, it's amazing that these birds have the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. They can be flying at a height of 10,000 feet and they can see beneath them in a, a dense forest, uh, a squirrel or a rabbit blink its eyes from 10,000 feet. That is overwhelming to me to think about what these eagles can see. It's as if they can see things that nobody else can see. And that so aligns with our theme this year, the 2020 focus that the Lord took us into from the very beginning of the year, knowing all this was going to take place. If we can see the invisible, we can do the impossible. Eagles fly high above altitudes other birds could never experience. And that gives them a broadened perspective that other birds will never understand. And I believe that's exactly what God's wanting to do in the midst of a storm for us. In fact, it's interesting to me that the eagle, most animals in a storm, they hide under a rock. Um, if you're my dog, Copper, who's a weenie dog, uh, he hides maybe under the couch or under the covers, anywhere he can. But eagles don't hide under a rock from a storm. Eagles actually look at the sky in the last place they had seen the sun. And they begin to soar and fly directly toward the place they remember having seen the sun until they get so high that they're actually above the storm and above the clouds and in the open sunshine once again. They literally allow the storm that produces all of these winds to become wind beneath their wings to cause them to rise above the storm. And that's what God wants us to understand and embrace. We might think of a verse that talks about how we are likened to eagles, um, but you might not realize the Bible actually also likens God to an eagle and brings analogies uh, in that regard. One of those is found in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 9 to 11. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his allotted inheritance. In a desert land, he found him in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. Here it is, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions. The characteristics of God literally begin to characterize our lives when we allow him to do so. He is our king. And so the analogy of the eagle is not just for us, it's for him. And we find those things that exist within God actually existing within us. So the characteristics of the king are the characteristics that should really characterize our lives. It's no surprise to see the description of God 
um, explaining the description also of us so that we begin to see those characteristics in our lives. You are designed in God's image with the capacity to rise above any storm, no matter what the circumstance may be. You possess a different point of view when you literally do just that, possess it. The Bible says God gives to us as a possession. And we have to understand how God provides. You know, God provides food for the sparrow. The Bible is very clear about that. The interesting thing is God provides food for the sparrow, but he doesn't drop the food in the nest. The sparrow has to go and possess the food. And that's the way God provides for us in our faith. That's the way God provides for us in our lives. And we have to be willing to possess that and cultivate and develop the ability within ourselves to have this faith and the spiritual strength And we can do that in the word. We can do that in places of prayer as we center around his presence. And we can do that in places of great community. That's why we want to just connect any way we can to build that community with you. You can text um, to make a connection with us. You can text DESTINY to the number 474747. That'll give you a digital connect card. And then uh, that you can just put your name and your, your phone number or email and, and send that in to us. And we'll make a contact with you this week just to make a deeper connection relationally to help you in your walk with God. We want you to understand what God's called you uh, to walk in. And the interesting thing is, as you then become a part of, of that circle of community and friendship and relationship, then other people are broadened and enlarged by that as well. And the Bible also describes in Isaiah chapter 40, not only is God likened to the eagle, but so are we. And the Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary, and they will walk and not faint. So here we are likened to the eagle and just a reminder of the vision and the view and the things that the eagle can see in the midst of the storm is not what everybody else will see. And a reiteration for every one of us to rehearse this 2020 New Year's revelation that God spoke to our hearts. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. So the question today that we all have to ask ourselves is, are we living a life? that develops a spiritual skill set that it takes to be able to rise above the storm? Are you living the kind of life that's developing a spiritual skill set that it will take to rise above a storm? In other words, are you spending time in the word? Are you spending time before the Lord? Are you practicing his presence? We've just had um, interesting uh, in our home, you know, in my quiet time, it's almost like Every time I open the Bible to read, it's like God is just right there immediately drawing me in, inviting me deeper. But, but even interestingly, the other night we were um, going to watch a, a movie together. And as we walked into the room, I looked at one of my daughters and I just immediately sensed a prophetic word from God. I just began to speak that word. And so I, I think God's just trying to invite us in to understand that the presence of God is not something we celebrate when we go to a church building and songs are being sung. That's wonderful when we have the privilege to do that. But that should only facilitate and be a catalyst to help us grow in that as a way of life every day that we live, discerning what he has to say in those moments. It's really easy um, to just go through life having a faith without ever truly living 
by faith. And we're in an opportunity situation right now where we're kind of able to evaluate where are we in terms of our spiritual skill set and the ability to live by faith. It's so easy to look like a leader when no leadership is needed. It's easy to look courageous when courage is not required. And it's easy to have faith when faith is not necessary to make it through whatever it is that you're facing. You know, we all want God to make us giant killers. I just want to say right there in your house, raise your hand if you want God to make you a giant killer. Is everybody raising their hand? I want God to make me a giant killer. I mean, we all would say that. Yes, we want God to make us giant killers as long as we don't have to face any giants. But it just doesn't work that way. God doesn't make giant killers out of people who don't go face giants. He makes giant killers out of people that step into those arenas and have to face those giants in the strength and in the power and the anointing of God. Next week, I'm going to show you a picture of a man's jacket. Uh, I was on this call with these various pastors and people sharing a little bit of what God is doing. And there's this man from Pakistan who is winning Muslims to Christ at an alarming rate. Uh, he's become well-hated in his area from uh, fellow Muslims that are figuring out what he's doing. In one instance, he actually was shot at 24 times. They fired 24 bullets at him. He narrowly escaped with his life. But after he got away, he realized he had not been wounded, yet there were four bullet holes in the front and in the back of his jacket. In other words, those bullets shot all the way through the front and back of his jacket, but never hit his body. And I asked, hey, could I get a picture of that jacket? And so I now have that picture in my possession. And next Sunday, I want to talk about the supernatural power of God, what he's desiring for us to expect and believe for in the season that we're in, to lead the charge, not just to live in the natural realm. And I want to show that picture and a few other things that, um, that I believe God's wanting us to embrace and recognize as we walk this out. So this guy, he, you know, can you imagine the life he lives um, winning all of these people to Christ, living in a hostile environment. And that's the thing we've got to realize, what a giant killer this man has become. But imagine living the life that he has to live day in and day out. It's just a different perspective maybe than what we've understood. And we're starting in the Western world church to maybe get a glimpse of a perspective that we've never had to face, come face to face with. So many people in the Bible that we celebrate and admire lived lives filled with struggle that produced strength. Storms that literally became wind beneath their wings to cause them to rise higher in the purposes of God. Many of the people that we look to in scripture and we, we point out as great examples, they were living under these oppressed systems, whether they were um, the Romans, you know, under the Romans, under the Egyptians, under the Babylonians or under the Persians, looking throughout scripture, these people were enslaved. I mean, struggling in very difficult situations. And you may not realize it, but when you face difficult situations in your own life, God has actually been preparing you for your entire life 
for that moment to have wind beneath your wings, to be able to rise above the storm and allow the winds of the storm to be the strength of your life. The very thing that the enemy wants to use to blow you off course and to get you distracted is the very thing God wants to use to cause you to rise up to greater heights. It's just the way God works. Are you letting God develop and prepare you in the way you live your life? Are you allowing God to establish and develop a spiritual skill set? Are you allowing God to do that work that he's desiring to do in you? That's, that's my prayer for you today. Eagles, by the way, fly the highest when they fly alone. And I believe this speaks of our place of prayer. Eagles fly the highest when they're alone. You and I will go to greater places in understanding the revelation of Christ and the power of God when we spend time alone with God in places of prayer, in places of his presence, and begin to practice that as a way of life. We really can learn to walk in the anointing as a way of life as we practice his presence on a daily basis. I hope you'll do that right now. I hope you'll just put into practice what you sense God may be revealing. I really am working not just to do a sermon presentation. We actually started this and then about midway through, I just said, you know, I just want to make sure I'm, my heart's tendered to the Lord and what, what I'm saying and what I know God's wanting to speak. So we just started over and we just began to pray and Faith and Lexi are helping me with all of this and I'm so appreciative. But I, I just want us to understand living by the Spirit is learning to live from a deeper place of life. To live by the Spirit is to learn to live from a deeper place. Not just circumstantially what's going on. Jesus walked into a multitude of people and in looking around at this huge crowd, he says, let's feed them right here, right now. He was living from a deeper place. Five loaves, two fish, no way. But he's the master at doing more than we thought he could with less than we thought he needed if we're willing to simply place that in his hands. So what we want to do is try and cultivate and develop a, a pursuit where we're really developing a spiritual skill set in all of our lives, becoming the company of God's sons and daughters that he desires for us to be. Our action point this week is to purpose to press into God's presence in prayer and reading your Bible. I want to encourage you to turn the page, get an old-fashioned Bible, start in the book of Genesis every day, write the date at the top of the page, and each day turn one page. Write little things in there, birthdays, anniversaries. Um, sometimes you're reading, you won't understand, but keep on plowing through because you're feeding your spirit. You're developing a spiritual skill set whether your brain comprehends this or not. I encourage you to find a consistent place of prayer as a constant routine of really practicing God's presence. And in the course of these 50 days from Easter to Pentecost, then we're providing a daily devotion of what it's like for disciples to have had the conversation with their risen king after Jesus came from death to life. And so click on our website, destinyokc.com, and uh, we want to just encourage you to really understand God wants us to have conversation with him as a way of life. So let's develop an atmosphere of worship in our hearts and in our homes this week, and let's do so in a way that it aligns with our identity. You know, for me, um, we, a few of us play instruments in the house, so sometimes we'll break out the guitar and the piano uh, when we want to pray and press in. This is the way we would do it. This aligns with our identity. This aligns with the gifts God's given us. Some people might not play instruments, um, but 
you know, you can play your device. You can put worship music on, have a song list. I have a 2020 song list that I play every morning when I'm in my place of prayer, just reminding me of the reiteration of the word God has in this particular season. So I encourage you just to press into that with whatever lines. If someone in your house does play an instrument, then it'd be fun just to kind of rally around that together. But whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you're pressing in and cultivating an atmosphere of worship to practice God's presence as a way of life in your home. We've invited uh, some of our worship team to submit just some worship songs from their homes to ours. And so today, after we pray through a few more of these verses, then we're just going to go right into that place of worship from, uh, from their homes to ours, from their heart to ours. And I would invite you not to just tune out, but really take some time in those moments and engage in what God's desiring to reveal. There's a few verses that mean so much to me that I've prayed over the years. I just want to pray these and release them over you in this next season as we prepare our hearts to go a little deeper in a place of worship. Psalms 42, 1-2. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Lord, I believe right now you're building a sense of expectation and anticipation in our hearts for when can we go and meet with God? That type of mindset and attitude. When can we go and meet with God? Lord, let that be our attitude in the course of waking up in the middle of the night. It's not yet time to get up. We woke up. We'll go back to sleep, but we long to go and meet with God. Lord, let that be a desire that begins to be awakened within us in a level that we've never even understood. Psalm 63, 1. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Lord, I thank you for this incredible psalm that David wrote in a place of running for his life in a a desert region where there was no water. And he saw, Lord, that you are the living water before Jesus, you ever came and revealed that you are the living water at the well in that story. I thank you, Lord, that you are the living water that every one of us thirsts for, that David recognized in this psalm. Lord, sometimes in a dry and weary land filled of dry and weary circumstances, those are moments that we realize our thirst actually goes deeper than we can understand in the natural. Psalms 84, one to two. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. I thank you, Lord, that there's something within us of an appetite that you're deepening, Lord, that our soul is beginning to yearn in amazing and powerful ways. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for Psalms 119.20. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. Let that come upon us right now, I pray. In Jesus' name. Psalms 119.148. Here it is. My eyes stay open through the watch of the night, watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promises. Lord, through the night as we wake up, may we just find ourselves longing for the deep spiritual reality that you've called us to dwell in. Psalms 143, verse 6. I spread out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Thank you, Lord, that you're increasing that within us in Jesus' name. And one of the most prayed verses that I have ever prayed in my life over and over and over in the Amplified, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. For our determined purpose is that we may know him. 
that we may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Jesus. Lord, I thank you that our determined purpose, our deepest purpose, is that we may know Jesus, that we may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Christ Jesus, our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you designed us to walk in relationship with you. And I just pray, Lord, every person watching today would open their hearts wide in recognition and understanding that Jesus Christ is Lord. I thank you, Jesus. You are who you say you are. You came, you lived, and you died, but you're alive. You rose from the grave. And we pray, Father, as we embrace who you are as the Savior of the world, that we would walk that out in our own lives, embracing you as our Savior and making you Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, to walk with God is as simple as praying that prayer. And I want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer today, if you're making a decision to, to step deeper into a place of understanding faith and a relationship with God, then please text DESTINY to 474747. Let us know about the decision that you've made so we can follow up, make a phone call, have a Zoom meeting, whatever that may look like. But we want to press in and grow deeper together as the church that God's called us to be. So as we take just a few more moments in worship, I want you to uh, just turn up, turn up your sound and open your heart. We just receive what God desires to do in these moments. In Jesus' mighty name.